everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday. It's June 9th. It is 2022. We have five MLB games to talk about here on today's main slate. FanDuel and DraftKings, their early slates are all over the place. So we're just going to talk about the main slate. And um, that way, you know, there's no restraint on listening to this just in the morning either. Joined today by my good buddy, Grant Niefer, Genie 07. What's happening, my friend? Not much. Just enjoying some basketball, enjoying some baseball, and just watch Hustle on Netflix. Pretty solid. Pretty pretty solid. A lot every of time, NBA players in there. Every time, all I can think about is every day I'm hustling, hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Yeah, that's all I can think about. Yeah, so. it's catchy. I got stuck, like, uh, there was a line from a song that was just, ha, 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 ha. And I spent an hour and a half last night trying to figure out what song that was from and called like five people <laughs> trying to figure it out. And one of my buddies, we finally figured it out this afternoon. Uh, it was from The Creep okay, by Lonely Island. There but it was go. stuck in my head and I just had to figure out where it was from. But try Googling lyrics. Ha 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 ha. There's like a hundred songs that pop up. <laughs> <laughs> um. I've had the Spider-Man cartoon song stuck in my head all day because my two-year-old loves Spider-Man and his amazing friends. So, um, make him make him watch uh, Chip and Dale Rescues Rangers, and then you're really gonna get stuck something stuck in your head. Uh, all I can say is the cartoons that we had back in the day are so different than the cartoons that we have, like our kids have. It's it's uh it's crazy. So yeah. All right, we're going to talk some baseball. I promise it's only five games. There's not too much um, to, you know, get through here today. It is, I mean, for a five-game slate, it's solid. We were talking before the podcast, and we named a handful of pitchers that you could play on a five-game slate. So um, a lot of pitching and a lot of bad pitchers, too. So, I mean, there's plenty of bats here. So let's jump in. And uh, let's talk some baseball. We start with Oakland at Cleveland. I didn't see a total for this game. It's Kaplan against Plinkington. Plinkington. <laughs> I'm just oh, gonna. Get, yeah, I'm just gonna call him Plinko because I, I think that's better anyway. So I feel like there is a guy named Plinko in some sport. Yeah, I just remember the old game Plinko. No, Plutko. 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 Yeah. yeah. All right, we got – we'll start with Kaplan. He's 5,700 going up against Cleveland. Really has had one good start this year. Uh, two technically, and they both were against Minnesota. Um, any interest here in Kaplan? No, just just no. Um, doesn't really make the count of slate. Yes, he is cheap, and he has shown strikeouts in the past, but this year strikeout rate sitting – just abysmally low last three games he's had six strikeouts total and most all but two games he's had three or less strikeouts so you're not really getting a huge amount of upside here probably going to be facing a few lefties in this lineup which is going to make it even worse i just have no interest in playing him on this slate you're not going to get nearly enough upside as you are going to get with like seven or eight other pitchers so if you're even trying to just make it work with bats you're better off going otherwise yeah, I'm not going Kaplan here. Just a tough matchup, low strikeout team. 
I'd rather roll the dice so many other places, uh, like a cheap, cheap bat or two instead of, you know, playing Kaplan here. So um, the other side of this game, Planko, I mean, he draws one of the best matchups in baseball going up against Oakland. They're a lot worse against right-handed pitching than they are against left-handed pitching. Um, but I mean, they're still bottom five in a lot of statistics against lefties as well. Any interest here in Plinko? Yeah, yeah, no, I think he's a very solid overall play here. Um, there's one guy at slightly more money that I think is a better play, but in a tougher matchup. Hilkington has been solid. He's been striking out a bunch of guys. Well, it gets a little bit wild. There aren't really a ton of bats in this lineup that can work the count going up against lefties. There's just a bad overall lineup. And, I mean, the main reason not to play him is because he's going to give up runs, but going up against the A is really not going to happen. So 7.1K, he's top three option on the slate for me. Yeah, he's up there. Um, I think he's super solid today. And I have no issues um, with playing him in this spot. You know, we talked about him a little bit yesterday on the podcast. But, you know, with the Beaver situation and that game getting moved or whatever, um, he's he draws a better matchup here against Oakland. So, ton of interest for me. I think he's going to have to, you know, kind of fade a couple bats. There are They have a little bit more power against lefties, but... I think at 7,100, it's worth the risk. And I think the strikeouts are potentially there here. And definitely a, a pitcher that I'll be looking at his strikeout prop when it starts posting on some betting sites. Uh, any interest in the Oakland Bats here? Do I ever have interest in the Oakland Bats? I mean, yes, Pilkington does strike out a lot, guys. He does give up some fly balls. He does give up some hard contact. But even on a five-game slate, I mean – Unless you really just want to double barrel pitchers. I mean, you can use Pinder at 2.5K going up against a lefty. I don't hate that. Um, Lowry at 2.8K. Don't hate that. But realistically, you're just kind of making a trash stack here on this slate if you are going to start them. And there's really like you're either stuck with cheap bats going up against a good pitcher and freed or you're stuck with. Baltimore or Oakland and I think I just drastically prefer Baltimore in this spot here so I'm not playing any of these bats I like the pinder call Loriano 4100 um Sean Murphy 3400 is a good catcher play he has power against left-handed pitching so those would be the guys that I think I'd be looking at I don't know if I'd fully stack them. I could see three men stacking them um, on teams that I don't have Plinko and, you know, double barrel and pitching like you're talking about. But Pinder would be my favorite at 2.5K. Cleveland bats here. I mean, you can play Ramirez. It's just 6,300. Like I said, Kaplan this season hasn't been great. Um, He's Man, he struggles so much against lefties. The problem is there's not – like a ton of lefties in this lineup to like fully take advantage of it. Yeah. You have Jose Ramirez and you have Naylor, maybe Jimenez or Quan. Um, yeah. They're just expensive. I, I think Naylor goes yard here for what it's worth though. Yeah. Naylor and Ramirez are really the main two guys I want to go with. The ball's going to be put in play pretty much both sides of the plate. There's not a ton of bats that I really want in this lineup. So I probably would just stick to the lefties here. If you want to stack it up as a potentially lower owned stack, I'm entirely fine with that. Um, He does give up a ton of fly balls to righties and gives up a decent amount of power to righties, but there's not really a ton of power bats in this lineup. Um, So I'm sticking to Naylor. I'm sticking to Ramirez. 
Um, moving on, we got Pittsburgh at Atlanta. JT Brubaker going up against Max Freed in this one. Eight total Braves, a 275 favorite here. Any interest in JT Brubaker? Not really. He's another one of those guys I'm just going to cross off the list. Well, he does have decent strikeout stuff. Still gets a little bit wild. Still goes up hard contact. Still goes up fly balls. And he's going up against a very tough lineup in the Braves. While he may end up striking out six, he's more than likely going to give up a few runs. They have the highest or tied for the highest implied run total on the entire slate. It's sitting over five. I just don't. While the upside may be there at 7.5K, you're better off going with Pilkington or Otani or Pavetta. So he's just not really making the cut. I mean, the one thing that Brubaker has going for him here is he is good against righties, and he's going to face a lot of righties in this lineup. So, I mean, I think that's the one thing that he has going for him here is, I mean, just look at – Look at his numbers against righties this year. 312 Woba, 124 ISO, 22% Ks, average hit distance of 126. So I don't think I play him, but I mean, if the Braves are chalk because of their high implied team total, I don't think that I I don't think I stacked them as much, if any, on this slate. Um, Max Freed. On the other side of this game, I mean, he draws a really solid matchup here going up against Pittsburgh, 9,500. Um, yeah, I think Freed's definitely in play here. He's in play. I mean, the main problem is that Cole's 900 more expensive. I have no problem playing Freed. I have no problem with a Cole-Freed lineup if you really want to spend down on bats. I mean, Freed's in a good spot going up against Pittsburgh. He's not the biggest strikeout pitcher in the world, but he can get through things pretty clean. Pittsburgh's not a very good lineup. There's some definite strikeouts in there. So I could see Freed putting up a 25-point outing. Um, But you're probably not getting a huge ceiling, and Cole just is a drastically better play. And that's that's the only argument against Freed on the slate. He's still the second highest raw points play probably on this slate, potentially third, but most likely second. So I don't have any problem with it. Good matchup, not great ballpark, but he's a very, very good pitcher. So if you really want to just fade the chalk and Cole, then you can pivot off to Freed, no problem. Yeah, also, like you said, I think double-barreling these guys today is not a bad option. Um, Pittsburgh, one of the lowest walk rates in baseball against left-handed pitching this season. Freed, he's going to attack these guys. He has great stuff, and – I wouldn't be shocked if we get like a Maddox from Freed in this game. Under 100 pitches, complete game shutout. Yeah. I think that's like his ceiling. Um, Pittsburgh bats, anything that you want to play here for Pittsburgh? No, Freed's just too good of a ground ball pitcher and too good of a pitcher overall. None of these bats really stand out as great bats. I mean, there's Hayes, there's Reynolds. Both are fine. There's Chavez with some pop. But when you get an extreme ground ball pitcher like Freed in there, it just kind of makes it a little bit rough. Definitely not going with any of the lefties that end up making the lineup, even though they're cheap. So if you want to go with anyone, it's Hayes, it's Reynolds, but I don't think I want to play them going up against this good of a pitcher. All right. Uh, Atlanta Bats. I mean, I love Olsen in this spot. I think this is a fantastic spot for Matt Olsen. He's expensive. If I'm playing Olsen, he's expensive. I'm playing Albies, he's 4700 I mean, I could see going three-man um, in this spot with like a Harris, who's 2,600, another lefty, or just going full-on Brave stack and, you know, getting Acuna, Riley, those guys in there. 
Yeah, I mean, I pretty much like everyone. Brubaker may have moderately good numbers going up against varieties. He's not giving up a ton of fly balls, but really doesn't matter with guys like Acuna, with Riley, with Swanson, Darno. Like all these guys have a ton of pop. If I'm going to pick out my favorite bet, it is definitely Matt Olson. Brubaker struggles going up against lefties, tons of hard contact, tons of fly balls. Olson might be my favorite one off on this entire slate. I don't mind Albies, another guy that. Uh, has some pop going up against the guy that struggles against lefties. Don't mind him at all. Outside of that, like Duvall's cheap, always a guy that you can throw in that can hit the ball, the ballpark. But overall, I don't think I'm as high on the Atlanta stack as some other people will be. I think I'd rather go with, uh, with the few other stacks on this slate. All right. Uh, moving on here. We got, Oh, and real quick, like Brubaker, too, he pitches in Pittsburgh for half his games. I mean, a huge ballpark downgrade going into Atlanta here. Yankees and Twins, where we go next, eight and a half total. Yankees, a 200 favorite. Cole and Bundy, any interest here in Garrett Cole? Yep, top pitcher on the slate. Not even close. Going up against a Twins team that does have some pop, but a lot of strikeouts in this lineup for pretty much every single bat that's going to be in there. They are getting healthier. Um, everyone looks to be pretty much good to go right now, but still, while he, they can beat him up a little bit, and there is some merit to uh, fading the chalk here in Cole. He's just so good, and you got 30 points in a lot of games um, this year, or I guess 25-plus points in a lot of games this year. Got 35, 40 point upside, had nine plus strikeouts in four of the last five games. Good strikeout opponent. Garrett Cole is just the clear and obvious top play on the slate. Yeah, great spot for Cole. 31% Ks on the season. Big strikeouts to both sides of the plate. Plenty of strikeouts in the Twins lineup. I mean, Buxton, Polanco, Kepler, good bats in the middle here, but I mean, there's just strikeouts top to bottom, you know. Outside of Araras, 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 Araras. Um, I, I mean, never get he, that right either. Yeah, it, he's just. I mean, he's a guy that's going to put the ball in play or walk. Um, so that I mean, that's just the one guy that you're hoping Babbitt's on your side. So, but Garrett Cole, right there, top play on the slate. As much as I like Frida, I think Cole's in a fantastic spot here. Uh, Dylan Bundy, other side, eighty-eight hundred. I mean, the Yankees are healthy. They're, I mean, they're healthy. Like the the lineup's back. Um, yeah, no interest whatsoever. Yeah, eight point eight k. Yeah, not not doing it. Um, if he was seven k, I I could think about it. If he was six and a half k, I'd be interested. But eight point eight k on the slate, it's just a silly number going up against the Yankees. They're one of the best power hitting teams with everyone in there in the league. Bundy, one thing we know about him is he's going to give up some bombs. So. Just no interest at all. Yankees bats. Um, I like the Yankees. I think they're a great stack today. Yep. They're probably my favorite raw point stack on the entire slate. I mean, Judge Rizzo, Stanton Donaldson. Heck, even throw in LeMahieu and Hicks if you want. But the core power bats are good one-offs. They're good in a stack. Again, Bundy's going to give up some home runs here. So go with them. I don't even mind Joey Gallo in there at the bottom. Um 3.6K, even though it has not been great. doesn't matter. He still has pop, and one thing Bundy does is give up a bunch of home runs. So, yeah, top overall stack on the slate probably from a Rob Point's 
perspective, but they are expensive. So that's that's kind of the tough part. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of Yankee stacks will have a guy like Planko or Otani or Pavetta type of plays um, with them. It's really hard. I don't even think it's possible to go Yankees and Freed and Cole. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's possible. So, oh, yeah, it's pretty much impossible. I think even with 2K bats, which you have got some. Any interest in uh, Minnesota bats? No, against Cole, just no. I mean, Cole is literally one of the best pitchers in the league. You're not getting a drastic price discount on guys like Buxton, Correa, Kepler. I mean, Kepler's sitting at 5.6K, Sanchez at 4.3, Polanco at. 4.5 and this is just too expensive of a stack in this spot even on this big of a slate you're better off just double barreling pitcher and going with a cheap stack than you are paying up for them in order to get different all right we got baltimore at kansas city nine and a half total in this game straight up pick them game we got lyles against bubich any interest here in jordan lyles i think he's fine if you really need the because, I mean, there's obviously the Yankees that you want to pay up for on this slate. If you have to play him in order to make things work, that's fine. Um, but I'm probably going to stay away. He's giving up some power, as he does every single year. This is not a great lineup. There are strikeouts, so he can end up with five, six strikeouts realistically in this spot. The more likely outcome is he gets shelled. They have a, there's almost a 10 total in this game. Um, it's going to be a high-scoring game here. So I, I – probably just try to get up to Pilkington. The only reason to play Lyles is if you're trying to pay up for all the bats and you have to get a second cheap pitcher in there. Yeah, Plinkington or Planko. Pilkington. I'm going to keep calling him Plinkington because I think it's funny now. Um, If he's going to be chalky and you you think the Yankees are going to be chalky too, I mean, that's where Lyles becomes playable. But outside of that, I think this is a game that – has a ton of bat upside um the hitters in this game just in general so uh chris bubich on the other side of this game lefty going up against baltimore i mean he has a higher walk rate than strikeout rate this season i think that tells us everything that we need to know uh, about him in this spot bubich's getting shelled yeah i mean baltimore hasn't been great against left-handed pitching this season and if you want to run 150 lineups and take a shot or two, sure, I guess, at 5K, but I'm not doing it, man. Um, with the walks and all that stuff, like this is a stack that, I mean, they could score five, six runs off this guy before he gets pulled. Um, so, yeah, I, I like Baltimore bats more than I like him in this spot. Yeah, no, I'm a huge fan of Baltimore. I think they're my favorite stack on the entire slate. Bubik has not been very good. He hasn't, going back to the beginning of the last season, he really hasn't been good versus anyone. Gives up a lot of hard contact, decent amount of fly balls, does not strike out a ton of guys, especially this year. Well, this is a decent strikeout lineup, this is where you're finding your value. Mountcastle is sitting at 3.1K. Um, Santander is sitting at 3.6K. Well, again, their numbers have not been great so far this season. Going back to the beginning of last season, I mean, Hayes, Santander, Mountcastle, all have been above average um, going up against lefties. is If Trinos is in the lineup, that's a 2K catcher there. Don't love Nevin, but he's cheap. Like, you can easily make a full five-man stack and pay up for Cole here. Um, Baltimore, 
Hopefully they're not chalky because they're my favorite stack on the slate. Yeah, I like them a lot in this spot. I think there's a ton of upside in the Baltimore bats just in general. And like, I'm not even going to like single them out. I think if I'm playing Baltimore on DraftKings, it's a three or five man. And on FanDuel, it's a four man. Um, I, I think they're very stackable here. And with the walks, I feel like that's how you attack. You, you attack the the stack just in general, a couple walks and a bomb, a couple walks and a bomb. I mean, you're at six runs at that point and your stack is off to the races. So um, yeah, I think overall this Baltimore is a stack. And then, I mean, I think Kansas City's a stack too. You know, there's there's power in Witt and Perez. They're they're expensive, but they're not like overly expensive. Ben Attendi is thirty five hundred. There's a couple other cheaper bats here for Kansas City, and I mean Lyle's okay, but he's not great. Yeah, I mean Lyle's is a fine pitcher, but he gives up a lot of bombs. So I'm targeting all the power bats: Witt, Perez, Dozier, Rivera. If you need a cheap bat. Santana, if you need a really cheap bat, I mean, again, this game has close to 10 in total here, and uh, it's a pick'em game. Both these teams are likely to put up a lot of runs because these are two bad pitchers here. All right. We finish it out with Boston Adelaide taking on the Angels, seven and a half total in this game. Angels, a 130 favorite. We got Pavetta going up against Otani. Any interest here in Nick Pavetta? I think he's in play going up against the Angels, really without Trout in there potentially, and all these and no Rendon, no Ward. Like this is turning into a very bad lineup here. A lot of strikeouts in this lineup. Pavetta, while he hasn't been great so far this season, gives up a ton of fly balls, gives up a lot of hard contact. Is probably going to give up a bomb. Um, there's really not many guys that can hit the ball at the ballpark here, so. Yeah, it's uh, it's just a not great pitcher that's probably overpriced, but just a fantastic matchup from strikeout perspective. So, yeah, I think he's fine. Again, I pro- I definitely prefer Otani, Freed, Cole, Pilkington, but he's the fifth kind of viable guy on the slate. Yeah, I think he's super playable depending on the lineup. I mean, is Trout going to still be out of the lineup? I think that's a huge factor um, to Pavetta. Nick Pavetta is someone that I've talked plenty of smack about on this podcast. Um, I'm allowed to. I'm a Red Sox fan. But, I mean, if the lineup is the same type of lineup that, like, Eovaldi saw, um, no Trout is huge, man. So, you know, you're really just kind of worried about a couple of bats. There's a lot of weaker bats in that lineup. There's a lot of strikeouts in that lineup. Like Pavetta is super playable here. Um, Otani on the other side of this game, we know his strikeout abilities. We know his upside with strikeouts. And we know that the Red Sox definitely strike out more against right-handed pitching than they do against left-handed pitching. It's just, I don't know. Um, I, would, I think I prefer Pavetta over Otani, which sounds crazy, but I think the lineup is going to be way better for Pavetta than Otani. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. Otani's like... My, he's, a, he's elite, man. I mean, I get it. Just, he's 8.1K is the main thing. Like, that's far <laughs> too cheap. He had one bad outing versus the Yankees, and he's 8.1K. I get it's a tough matchup going up against Boston, but they're not playing in Boston. They're over in L.A. Like, there are more strikeouts in the lineup going up against righties. 
Otani has great, great stuff. I get that he could get blown up. And if he's going to be 45% owned, 50% owned, then there is merit to fading him for Pavetta or for Pilkington. But like, you're not getting nearly the same upside with those guys as you are with Otani. Like Otani is the best point per dollar play at pitching on the slate. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Like he's, he's very, very good. Yeah. I mean, his best start this season was against the Red Sox. I mean, he had a really good start against Houston too, but he's only, he's only put up 20 plus 20 fantasy points in three starts this season for what it's worth. And Two of those were against Houston. One was against Boston. So yeah, so he he crushes really good teams that aren't the Yankees. <laughs> um, bats in this game. Anything on the Boston side? I mean, it, it would strictly be a leverage play if Otani is mega chalk, which I think he will be. So I don't hate it. I mean, they can blow up anyone. Otani can get blown up. Boston's very good. They're expensive. And they're going to come in very low on. I mean, that that's the reason why. Like, Otani's a very good pitcher. From a number standpoint, there's not any reason to play him. But from a game theory standpoint, it does make some sense because they're no one's really going to play them, and Otani's going to be super chalk. Um, I mean, yeah, with Otani pitching, and if Trout's not in the lineup, I really don't have any interest in LA outside of maybe just stacking them if Pavetta gets ownership here knowing that Pavetta is someone that, you know, can give up bombs. Oh, sorry. You're talking about that. I got distracted by the Warriors game. Um, yeah. The main, if Trout's not in there, there's no reason playing when you can't play Otani and the rest of the lineup's trash. If you want to go with anyone, you can go with Walsh. Maybe Joe Adele because he's cheap and has some pop. But yeah, you're probably just staying away from the Angels bats if Trout's out of there. I mean, if if Adele hits second, you could you could go Adele, Walsh, Ligaris, or Marsh. Ligaris would be just a, a stolen base type play. And they they become like a very cheap secondary three-man stack at that point. Um I don't think that's the craziest idea against Pavetta. So yeah, especially you're just hoping for bombs and so yeah, I mean, you try to get the bombs out of the two guys. You try to get some stolen base upside out of Ligaris. Um, if I remember correctly, Pavetta is a guy you can steal on, and Ligaris is 2,100, and if he gets on base, he'll run. So it's just getting on base for him, which has not been the easiest thing this year. So, All right, morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here and go watch the end of that Warriors game because it's shaping up to be a fantastic ba- basketball game. So. Uh, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Only a few options. Who do you like? I'll take Pilkington. You take Brubaker. Although I should have just let you say Plinko. Um, yeah, probably. You know, actually, I'm going to go Jordan Lyles. Ooh, I like it. I think Lyles has more, a better chance to get six than Brubaker does. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Bundy. Yep. I... Oh, man. I'm going to say Otani. I mean, because I think his floor is like negative five and his ceiling is like 45. <laughs> like, so I'll go Otani. Over 4K to go yard. Who do you like today? I'm, uh, I'll am i go off. I'll go with Mancini. 
I'm going to go a little off the board today as well. I already kind of said it. Um, I had it written down. That's why I said it earlier. But Josh Naylor at 4,200. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bet that you like to get two hits today? Santander. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I like it. Um, I really don't know today. <laughs> give me give me Ben Nintendi against Lyles uh, stack to score six or more runs who do you got Baltimore I like it I am I'm gonna go I think I'm just gonna go Yankees any bets standing out to you here night before um, probably Baltimore minus one oh eight. All right, that is going to wrap it up for Thursday, and we'll be back. We'll actually be back tomorrow. I'm pretty sure it's me and you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you pinch hit today for Mister Mister Blender. So there you go. We'll be back tomorrow talking baseball. Thanks for listening. We'll see you then. Hey kids.